everyone, welcome back. Welcome back to Hope for Today. Don't forget to grab your coffee, your hot chocolate, you know the routine, get your stuff, get your cozy slippers and your blankets, sit back, and we're gonna chat today. We're gonna be very informal. I've invited my friend Ruth here to come. We got into a conversation the other day. I'm so excited to do this podcast. So if you remember last week, we talked about a little bit of a different scenario on who is the future of the church. I know I'm going to get myself in trouble with the millennials. They're all going to be mad and offended. I know this, <laughs> but I think I had a good point about soaring at 60 and from 60 to 80. And most of my audience is probably 50 and above, maybe a few 40s. I doubt there's a millennial out there, but if there is one listening, I want you to be encouraged to know. I'm not saying you can't do it, but I'm yelling at the ones that are a little bit older to get a rack together to make sure we are setting the foundation that you can have a future church for yourself and your family. Now, if you're, we're going to look forward a little bit because I was explaining to Ruth on how you know what my podcast was all about, and Ruthie came back and said, "Yes, but." We, as the older ones, need to be investing in the younger ones. And let's leave age out of it. Let's leave the builders, the busters, the millennials, the titles out of it. Someone is always older than somebody. Someone's always younger than somebody. So we all have, at different levels in our life, a time that we need to invest. I want to start off, last week we ended with verses. I'm going to start off with the verses, and then Ruthie and I are going to jump right in, and we're just going to chit-chat, and you guys are going to enjoy. So in Titus 2, chapter 2, verses 3 through 5, it talks about the older teaching the younger. I started a mentoring group of myself and a few women from our church to teach the youngers how to do life skills in life how to cook, how to set a table, how to iron your clothes. These are things that are a lost art that most people don't know. And the younger generation, I keep telling them, they don't know where God's going to bring them financially. Maybe they can't hire a housekeeper or send their laundry out to the dry cleaner. They should know how to do these things. And then, of course, with that, we want to instill in them having a godly home, raising a godly family, being a godly woman, and you can instill all those things as well. Then in Proverbs 13, 20, whosoever walks with wise becomes wise, and who walks with fools will become fools. We need to remember, I'm always going to be younger than someone else unless I'm the last living person on the earth. I can walk with wise older people to gain wisdom. They've been there. And I want to be able to be that wise person to someone younger, teaching the younger how to have that same wisdom. Last verse I'm going to share is Matthew 28, 19 through 20. Go and make disciples. We need to be investing in the future of our church. Again, I don't care how old you are. You could be 99 years old. If you've woken up today, you have a purpose in life, and that is only to serve the Lord Jesus Christ. His one thing he wants us to do is to accept him as your personal savior. You're not going to spend eternity with the Lord without having him in your heart and life. After you've done that, the rest is just say to the Lord, what do you want me to do today? If he has given you breath to breathe, he has given you a purpose for today. And I really want to remind you, I don't care what you're, we talked about this last week, whether you're in a walker, a wheelchair, you can't see, you can't hear, or you might have the stamina to just get out there and run that race physically running and doing, all of us can have a purpose 
in the church in building that future. If you did not catch last week's podcast, I talked about three men in their 60s to their 80s and the impact they left on the future church and how those churches are now thriving because of the investment those men made. So Ruthie started telling me, hey, you know, we need to remember to invest in these young people because they don't think like we do. They don't have the experience that we do. What were some of the things that you were saying with me? Well, I think it's important that we remember that, yeah, what we model is great, but we can't assume that they're going to follow what we do. Yes. We have to, like, really verbally instruct, like, in ministry, in leadership, in the church, even in the home, I, I like to do things this way and this is why, mm-hmm. or I think it's, it's important that we do these things mm-hmm. um, so that certain things get accomplished. It, it's great to model those things, but you can't assume that everybody is watching and observing. Good point. And will understand why we do things or how certain things should be done. So I think it's mm-hmm. important to, to really take the time to say, this is why I do this this way, mm-hmm. and, and here's how you do this. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, good point. Growing yeah. up, my dad was the type, where he would assume if I saw him take out the garbage, he would assume I knew that that was something I needed to do. Mm-hmm. And he would reprimand me, why didn't you do these things you saw me doing? And I'm like, well, I figured that's what you did. Mm-hmm. I didn't know I was supposed to do it. And I wasn't being fresh. I didn't know. Yeah. So that's a good point that we can't assume somebody watching me, this is how I clean a counter after we've eaten dinner, that you're going to know that this is how you need to do it. I need to take you along and say... Did anybody ever show you this? This is the soap we use. This is the rag mm-hmm. we use. This is why we use this. This is how we clean it. Why? Yeah. What's the purpose of doing certain things? Exactly. The older I get the lo- and the longer that I'm in ministry, and I'm here 37 years. You're here, what, 27, 28? Yeah. 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 Retirement is looming closer yeah. and closer. And, and I think as believers and Christ followers, we don't ever really retire from mm-hmm. ministry but we might retire from employment yeah. in ministry. Right. But there's, like you've been saying, there's always something to do. Mm-hmm. Um, but as we look down the road to the time when maybe we're not working full time, we have to pass on what we know and what we do and how we do those things yep. to those that are going to pick up the reins after us. I know there were things that I was taught when I started working here that I still use. Yeah, me too. And I still do. I mean, I remember telling you and some of the girls at the front desk about a a woman that trained me and how she had such a gift for knowing guests' names and knowing where they liked to stay. The room number. And and so I I learned not just to observe what she did, but she told me how she did those things Mm -hmm. and why she did those things. Because it it made those guests feel special and welcomed when you knew their name or you knew what they Mm -hmm. liked. And also some of the more challenging guests and how to deal with them in a Christ-like way. Because there are always going to be those challenging Mm -hmm. people when you're in ministry. And it's good when somebody can teach you the way to deal with them yeah 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 instead of falling in your face and making a fool of yourself Mm -hmm. i know younger there were people that came alongside and say hey just watch me like when i started in the business of i was traveling tourism my supervisor that i had she said now i'm gonna pick up on the you we could do you know two lines at once just listen to the conversation and i'd hear what she was saying and then i would hear what the customer was saying and how she reacted to a 
pleasant situation into one that was more challenging. Mm -hmm. And that was how I learned, oh, I never would have said it that way. And even now, I've been here, I've been in the business for years, but I'll listen to my coworkers and I'm like, oh, I like how you said that. I'm gonna make a note of that. Mm -hmm. I'm learning from the younger generation. They maybe have a softer tone. I can be a little bit more militant of, this is how things need to be lined up. Well, there's a point in that, but maybe they come at it from a different angle and it was a little bit softer. Mm -hmm. So we can learn from them too that, right. you know, um, not to say that we have it all. They have plenty to share. Yeah. Um, I think one of the things I get frustrated with, and I think it's age, when you're young, it's fine, doesn't matter. It's all gonna fall into place. And then you realize as you got older, you screwed things up because you didn't do things in an orderly, orderly mm -hmm. way. God tells us to do it decently and in order. And the Bible definitely gives guidelines on even the church and how we should be doing things. And I think when you're younger, you don't realize mistakes Mm -hmm. can have an impact for a long time. Yeah. Um, and I get frustrated when they're younger, they're not listening to me, they're not paying attention. They need to, but they don't have that experience. And you almost have to let them make some mistakes, yeah. kind of be there to help them. Because um, that you learn through your mistakes, I hope. Right, yeah, you we know? do. We do, but as much as we can help them look ahead and say, well, you know, if you plan this now, mm -hmm. you won't end up in a yeah. pothole down yeah. the road. Um, and I think it's important that we not just model what we expect, but also teach it. Yes, good point. 